Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And here we are, episode 39. And this week, we visit Resident Evil 2002. Uh, I was just thinking, how can I make a joke about that? We've just been watching Heat. <laughs> um, um, well, we were, yeah, we were just watching Heat. Um, and we had a little bit of pizza. Um, and we decided that in the Cast Me to Hell official movie, I will be played by Pacino and Epo will be played by De Niro. Now, <laughs> we're going to be jumping into the 2002 Resident Evil, the first adaptation of the, uh, of the popular game franchise. And if you were with us last episode, you would have known that we went to see the new Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. And this is kind of a bit of a comparison piece, but also looking at that first attempt at kind of making a, um, adapting a video a film, game into yeah. film. And just before, I mean, neither of us have particularly watched this for quite some time. Um, and obviously, it, it is a relatively, I mean, movie wise, I would say it is relatively a big franchise. I mean, there's six altogether. Um, yeah, it did well in the it did well in the box office and especially you know with Mila Djokovic kind of effectively being at the forefront and being the star of all six films you've got to give some props to that but yeah. we both kind of said that it was much worse than we remembered yeah it was i i remembered it being kind of dumb stupid sci-fi actually fun yeah you know with a little bit of horror um but yeah, I found this film really bland. Yeah. <laughs> like, on all levels, like, horror, action, everything about it was just, uh, like, as white and clean as the bloody the building that they're in half the time. Yeah. Like It's like that, like, there was nothing, ex- the acting, the performances, there's nothing really, like, majorly exciting here. Um, no, I mean... And it's weird to start. This is weird to start an episode by saying, "Right, stop listening," because uh, <laughs> this is, you know, this is this is bullshit. But um, I know there is, there is a bit more. There is a bit to mine here. I know that this is not going to be like our, our longest ever episode because there's not a load to mine. But there's there are some comparisons. I also think talking about the way that this is kind of why was this the first Resident Evil? You know what I mean? When they're looking at it, it's very strange. Like. It kind yeah, of, you know, as it, a as a film, it's. I think as a film, it suffers very much from the. Um, I would say that the the late, more the early two thousands, very much took from the whole John Woo hard boiled Matrix, yeah, kind of vibe. It's more so with the Matrix where we have a kind of and it's done amazing in the Matrix when they're in the Matrix everything kind of has this green hue to it and then when they're outside of it you know when they're in the what is the real world it kind of goes back to normal and the whole of this film kind of has this strange blue like tinge to yeah, it yeah like and it has scenes where it's like flashback and then what's yeah. actually happening and you're never quite sure of what's happening and yeah i can definitely see what you're saying about that like make there was matrix comparison here and then, there's a very much that kind of similar like we don't quite know what's happening and the characters don't quite know what's happening half the time and you've got like and then even the yeah. action set pieces are well, very hard to be again a bland version of what the matrix did really it's well slow motion 
around that time where everyone, particularly Paul, you know, Paul W.S. Anderson was obsessed with slow motion and kind of heavy metal music playing over action pieces, yeah. you know, and the and whole flying, like jumping around walls and things like that and yeah. jumping midair to kick people and stuff like that. All of that stuff that was originally inspired by like a classic kind of Asian or like Kung yeah. Fu kind of thing twisted in the matrix really well. And then how many felt to be fair, I was even, I, I told you that in, in anticipation of the new Spider-Man film, I was watching the original Spider-Man films. And to be fair, even I was sat there the other night watching the first, when I was watching the first one going, Oh, this is a really, some of the Spider-Man scenes where he moves and stuff like the one when he dodges the blade from yeah. the goblin mid to air. It's like that kind of slow-mo, like yeah. as it comes and he even does the backwards bend. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't realize how much, Really, how much action in general was so post nineteen ninety nine? How much? So how many films were influenced by yeah John Woo or the Matrix kind of style? Yeah, it's like every action film in that era, no matter what kind of style you're going for, was that. Yeah, and for me particularly, because I only, I mean, I think I might have said this on the show. I don't know, but I only watched the first Matrix for the first time um, in a long since I was. It was actually, you know released for yeah. the first time and i watched the sequels um and in that in that world it makes sense because you're, it's not a real world so you allow the manipulation of the yeah. action makes sense in context and in a lot of those asian films it was always kind of a it was very much a stylistic choice but in this in this film just the whole for me feels like a whole of a kind of a cheap imitation and i, I think the problem is that it's it starts off interestingly enough you know we open up with the kind of uh digital you know i don't know what the right word the digital intro where it's kind of you know it's it's the write over where it's kind of saying about the umbrella corporation and yeah. what they're known for but what they're secretly doing and it kind of sets up a relatively faithful kind of adaptation you think yeah and we get we get and as a quick comparison early on, we get a similar kind of thing in Welcome to Raccoon City, yeah. where it gives that. So yeah, at that point, it's very faithful. Um, and then, and then we get the the scene in the lab with the actual viral outbreak. Um, yeah, with the the stylized flipping of the the vial slowly yeah. flying through the air as it breaks. Yeah, and the um, and the scene where you know the. Um, the people get into the lift, you know. I think that that starts relatively cool, but yet again, it doesn't feel for me. It doesn't. It kind of it teeters on horror slash that kind of sci-fi, like yeah. you're saying. Um, and we we get this. I think it's a it's an interesting setup, and I can't I can't say that the wheels have come off the have come off the car straight <laughs> away because I think as a setup, it's 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 not amazing, but I think it's 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 okay, I think, as a kind of setup. I don't want to completely shit on the film, you know, because there are some. There, there are some interesting moments. I mean, I, I would say, but like, just to to quickly link back to that whole Matrix sci-fi and the way it is. The thing is, though, like, and I think you you were kind of getting at this, is like it's like right. I get this. I get this inspiration. I get it. But why are we trying to force that film? Yeah, that style into this film which if we look at the source material has fuck all to do with it like yeah. 
when the fuck does someone do a flip or a backflip or a mid-air shooting thing in the middle of fucking Resident no. Evil 1 or 2? And the thing, yeah, <laughs> I'd like you're saying, so 2002, um, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4, which is when the series, I mean, you can argue Resident, you could argue Nemesis, but I wouldn't. But Resident Evil 4, yeah. you know, Leon in Spanish Village over the, you know, revolutionized the whole game with first, you know, the third person over the shoulder perspective and the more action, and it shifted the series to action. Yeah. That was still, you know, two Which years after this film. Some people still say was a little bit inspired by success, you know, yeah. of films and like the action. And yeah. they were like, oh, maybe people want to see a bit more action in this franchise. But that was... Uh, Resident Evil at this point was still very much yeah. a slow-paced... That's why this is an adaptation of the first yeah. three games, and this does not match. Well, it's not even an adaptation but, of as you said, any of the games. You know, that's Nemesis would, like, that's the closest, like, to yeah. kind of a more, a little bit more of an action or chaser kind of thing. But this is, like, not an adaptation of those games at all. This is like someone's taken Resident Evil, and we're like, oh, they're given, like, Paul uh, W.S. Anderson was given this file and went, right. So this is the script. We're, like these are the ideas that we're thinking of. We want to make an adaptation of this game, and he's like looked at it and went, "I like the name. <laughs> oh, the Umbrella Corporation. That's a cool idea. Yeah, that's about it. I'm done. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, like it's, it feels like someone who didn't even play the game and just said, "Oh, Resident Evil. It's got zombies. It's got some kind of virus. Yeah, yeah. The umbrella. Uh, um, and then it's got it's got a, it's got a kick-ass female um, thing, but." Um, for some reason, even though they could have just called her, <laughs> they could have just called her. Uh, well, well they could Claire. have said Claire they could have or just Jill. said she was Claire or Jill. They they could have named her, but for some reason, no, she's Alice. Yeah. Um, like Mila Djokovic could have been absolutely fine as a Jill or a Claire. Yeah. Like she would have worked perfectly fine as an actress. In fact, I think you know, kind of in a way, she would have worked as like a, a Claire or something that would have been fine. Yeah. But for some reason, no. Apparently, all of the characters in the original games are just not uh, in the we film. We don't need them. We, they're not in this film. Oh, like I don't know. Is there a single? I don't even think they refer to West like, as nope. the creator of the lab there's, or the virus. I don't think there's even there's a there's Spencer, but he but he's not Oswald Spencer as in the creator of Umbrella. Yeah, it's just a character called Spencer. Yeah. So there's no and you know there's no real kind of there's. There is what's supposed to be a, a mansion above, in you know, in the games, it's the nest. In this, it's the hive. Yeah. There's a there's kind of what is supposed to be the mansion, but we don't get to see it explored at all. There's no, no horror we, that takes place. That we basically, the majority of the whole time, yeah, except for a few flashbacks where we see inside a little bit of one of the rooms and in the forest outside. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. I so the whole film just kind of feels. It feels very messy, doesn't it? You know, because I mean, the let's try and let's try and stay focused and go for it. Yeah, I mean, we're not going like we're not as we said. Yeah, this is more comparison. We're not going like scene by scene, but like as I said, like there's that whole opening with the the virus being released, which again, I I straight away had a weird nitpick because I was like, you're like, I mean, I guess because we know the intention of what they were trying to do was kind of release it in a way or whatever. But why is the lab? The lab has. The lab that that vial gets thrown at into is like okay, this is a lab with seriously high vir like virus resulting contamination that yeah. could happen, and it has fucking air vents. Like what lab has air vents that are like oh yes, 
it's fine. We can lock this down, except for the air vent where all of that virus can <laughs> flow out. Because the idea is that it flows through the air vent yeah. and then goes on to that one guy who's like walking by underneath the air because it kind of follows it through. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like that's kind of implied as part of it. It's like uh, that was just a straight away like, what fucking logic? Like, I'm not saying there's logic, in this film, <laughs> but that was just straight away. I was like, that was the opening scene. And I was like, why the fuck is there an air vent in the lab? Like, there's got serious. It's like someone fucking doing it, like dealing with a bowler and being like, like, oh, I'm just gonna leave this to warm on the window. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. It's like a pie wafting towards yeah. people, like, yeah, you go. Here's, yeah, here's a bowl. Baked out the oven, there yeah. you go. I'm going to leave, leave it. it to cool. Yeah, I'm going to leave it by this densely populated area. Yeah, it's just, and that's the, that's the thing is, I think, as an adaption, I just I just don't think it works. I mean, we get some, I'm trying to think we of the, I, the, the stuff that I think kind of does work is, um, and it's such a shame because obviously originally Romero was attached to it. And when I was in Cyprus, I read the whole script yeah, and I told you about this. And it was a lot more faithful. And it's a shame that it wasn't done because, I mean, there's some elements in here, like the zombies, for instance. Whilst the first scene that we get the zombies in, yeah, the, the first zombie we meet is Cher. I will admit, you know, we have the iconic zombie in Resident Evil with which if you listen to the last episode the you know what of yeah, yeah, you know you do see you see a version of this in that very vague yeah. lab coat kind of bald yeah, the lab coat kind bald of guy. Coat. He's not really like this it's not all the same, it's not the same no. recreation like in in Welcome to Raccoon City, you've got almost a perfect little recreation of that scene, haven't you? Almost, yeah. yeah, almost perfect. Almost. You know, even the way he moves and turns and things yeah. like that, like um, whereas this, basically, I believe I just remember him coming down a hole towards someone, and that's pretty much it. He, he's yeah, he's just very easily, and he's just coming down with an axe, and it's kind of like I don't know. It's I remember this coming out. I would have been ten years old, and my brother Dan went to see it. Um, shout out, Dan! Um, <laughs> and as you know, like he would have been. I think he was fifteen, and this was a f- fifteen, I believe. So. I remember him going to see it and he, he said it was, you know, it was cool, but he was 15 and this was the first time it had been to screen, you know, so yeah. you kind of have that about it. And I don't know, to be honest, the whole, like, I'm, I know I sound like a what I'm just babbling and that's because I kind of am because I'm trying to think of. But there's, this, this is film, what this film know? is. This film is exactly that. It is made for. Basically, your brand, your, your band, my brand, your brat, your brat, <laughs> your brother. <laughs> I was, was trying to say brother and dad, and it yes, became brand. My brother, brand. <laughs> your brand. <laughs> We've got yeah. a cool nickname now, brand. Um, <laughs> your brother, dad, fifteen years old, go and see this film. This probably is the best film ever. It's got Mila Djokovic like pretty much in tights, clothing, or showing like. Her leg almost as close as it could get to just full on vagina, which is yet again a weird, <laughs> a like weird the costume. red dress kind of thing. Yeah, the, like her costume. Yeah, it literally is like the shortest dress ever. Like on one side. Like it literally. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, especially if she's just meant to have come out of like being asleep in like a like no sorry not being asleep waking up in a shower kind <laughs> yeah. of room. It's like why was that the choice of clothing for you to get into? Um, but yeah, for that that's what I mean. This is like action film it's got some zombies when you're like still young enough that yeah. any horror seems like horror you know what i mean 
it's very much and and we talked about this as well like i i mentioned about this being like sony yeah and things like that that i've got sony has a good like for a for a company that makes some amazing games they're also a company that has a f- film studio that seems to completely un not understand games yeah <laughs> like we've had silent hill adaptations from them uh, we've we've had loads. There's Monster Hunter that they you know. There's so many yeah, again, different ones, the same and I can't think of a good one that Sony's ever done. It always seems to misinterpret it as turning a video game that's a horror video game into an action film. Yeah, and then not getting any of the suspense or you know thing. And also very, um, I mean, the new one, it, I believe it was Sony as well, but it's it's still very like um, it's like they don't understand the source material and at the same time they're also kind of the way that they like go about it it's like where did you get to this point like why did you think that this was a good idea to do it in this way it just like it 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 does kind of boggle like how that that studio seems to think that that's how a video game is (laughs) and that's what people want when People want an adaptation. And as we said with the last episode, Welcome to Raccoon City may almost be too much of a close adaptation for a general audience to enjoy it. Yeah. There's a middle ground somewhere to meet, but this is not any... I would that The middle ground is closer to Raccoon City than it is to Resident yeah, Evil. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, Resident Evil, as we said, we've got a few things that are slightly Resident Evil. But the other thing is, I don't get, is, is the, the, the lack of gore. There's actually a complete... I thought that this had scenes of gore. And it does have a few, like, slightly. But there's not actually a lot of anything like blood or anything and, like this that I remember in this film. It's really weird. Like, apart from, like, one or two scenes. Um, one with the liquor. And yeah. one with the... Um, and one, obviously, when we get the um, lovely salmon cubes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And that's it. Like, we have these... We have this... I remember there being a lot more gore in it. So going back to, um, you know, we get like the, we get this SWAT team, you know, or the umbrella cleanup team or whatever they're supposed yeah. to be, um, at which for some reason there was a, I'm sure there was a spate where Colin Salmon, who's, he's, you know, he's quite a classically trained actor. Yeah. For some reason is cast as this like commando. Oh yeah, loads this of he, Bond. Bond. He was in several Bond films as a similar kind of like straight laced yeah. kind of. And I remember him being in Aliens vs Predator as well, as yeah, exactly the in, same is character. He in I'm sure I remember him being in it, but it seems like the kind of film that he would have been. But yeah, another one of these. Like this is what I mean. We got a lot of these around that time. Like Alien vs Predator. I guess that's another one because Alien vs Predator was like a video game adaptation, but also a horror and a comic one. Yeah, but it was also one that was. For two horror icons coming together, it was quite a bloodless film. Yeah. It was aimed, and these were aimed so much at a teenage market. It was like, come and see these, but you're actually young enough to be, you're young enough that, but you can get into this film because it's just a 15. Yeah. Or it's just a 12A. It's not an 18 like the films would have been, like the two characters. And the games were as well, yeah. So you can't play the game, but you can come and see the film. And it's like, where did these kind of watered down versions of these come? Again, this is we have I revisit that, but Alien vs. Predators. I remember seeing that on my fifteenth birthday, I think, or was it my fourteenth birthday? But they snuck me in, so like that. I think I might have got snuck in actually on my fourteenth birthday. But it was like a fifteen, yeah. And I remember again. I remember that being like the best fit, like yeah, the best thing class. ever at that time. And 
again, haven't revisited it recently. In my mind, it still is like pretty like it. I know it's not great, but I also know that I had a lot of fun with yeah. it. But then I remembered having a lot of fun with this, and I didn't. <laughs> and that's the same. I remember having more fun with this film, um, and because because the setup kind like we said kind of works fun the scene with you know within the elevator when the woman tries to crawl out that's quite a fun little scene and i yeah, think it sets you up scene, yeah. yeah and i think it sets you up to have this kind of uh, you know scene uh, or this film which is going to have these kind of suspenseful things in um and i think when they're going through the uh you know when they're going through the labs this i think we get teased with some suspenseful stuff like we get the, um, you know, the offices all filled with water as they're walking through and the floating body and then the body waking up. That's a yeah. cool little shot. And my problem with this film is it's cool shots spread out across an hour and 40 minutes or whatever. And overall, it just felt extremely boring. That is my main problem with this film is... We get the opening shot, and then when they get in, you know, when we get into the lab, and when we get into the hive, whatever they're calling it, um, you know, we get the we get the whole bit with the, you know, the walking through the waterlog lab, the woman's face open, you know, eyes opening up. You feel, oh, nice zombie. That's quite a yeah. cool little shot, setting me up for something here. I I wouldn't say anywhere replicates the atmosphere that we get in Welcome to Raccoon City. If you listen to the last our last oh, review, yeah. I felt it. The first act was really strong with setting up this atmosphere. Suspenseful, this suspense. the cities. I this mean, there's almost impending, nothing about yeah. Raccoon City in this one anyway, is there? No. There's none of that. There's none no. of the mention of the Raccoon, the like, barely anything. And, um, it, and the you know, Welcome to Raccoon City, the first act does kind of set up this kind of impending dread over this kind of town. Yeah. You feel, and obviously, you know, you know what's going It's shit's got to hit the fan, but it sets the pace for that quite well. Whereas in this, we kind of get there. Um, they walk through the bit where the you know the um, the, the fucking boxes are that have the liquors in. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get the bit where with the cubed salmon, like you said, <laughs> like that. When you first this... said that, I was like, "What?" <laughs> no, yeah. Ah, yes. Colin Salmon, Colin cubed. Salmon, cubed. <laughs> <laughs> That's his new movie. Um... I mean that 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 scene is still fairly memorable scene to be fair when they're stuck inside the laser room. Yeah, you know, and it happened a lot sooner in the film than I actually thought it did as well. I Same thought here. we got a bit more time, but I was like, oh shit, Carl and Sam's out of this really quick because um, you get like four of them stuck in a room in the laser. You get the first one, and there is the cool, cool like the first one to get taken. The woman, like her head, just like she's just there, and it just kind of drops. Yeah, off. that's cool. Which, at, yet again, feels like a, a thing that happened at that time because if you i mean another thing that that happened and this is why i i particularly loved horror films growing up was you you couldn't see a lot of these films because you were too young but you could hear about them yeah and you could it built up in your mind and ghost ship which came out oh, around yeah, the same yeah, time yeah. had a similar similar opening, opening scene where the cheese wire cuts people yeah. in half you know and then we, we pause and then they fall over and it seems to be like a fairy i don't know if it comes from that whole samurai thing where you know they quickly cut someone and then they fall down but yeah. a lot of the films around that time kind of had that and we get that and it's quite a cool scene in this where the lass's head falls off and then the guy's arm gets cut yeah 
But again, it, it's all of this like ultra sci-fi. Almost, yeah. it's almost as if they're on some kind of futuristic. It's like Jason X or something. Yeah, you know, so, you know what I mean. Like they're on this Another futuristic film spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> Is he in that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm ninety percent. No, I was no Jason. He's not in Jason. I I always think he's a Jason X, and he's, he's the just one. Just Colin Salmon everywhere. I think any any early two thousands film Colin Salmon <laughs> has to be in it. Any random sci fi element or something. Yeah, like, or I was thought he was actually Colin Salmon. Colin Salmon, Salmon popped up. Yeah, but yeah, it is like so. Yeah, it's a cool scene. Lasers up it, and then you know he's doing a good job to kind of dodge and like move over them and like yeah. dodges over bits of his suit get cut, but he doesn't get cut. And then finally, he's about jump. to get out, and then just he's but just by the door, and then he's like, "Oh shit!" And they're trying to, they finally manage to open the door, literally just seconds too late, as it grids him, and he gets yeah. cut into. His, but it's still like, but you kept constantly in my mind, just kept coming back to why. Maybe it's back in the day. I don't think I knew it as well. So when yeah. this film was out, I don't think I would have known the difference between Resident Evil and the Resident. You know, I wouldn't yeah. have really noticed the difference enough. To be like, oh, is that really not that game or something? Yeah. But at the same time, it, like now you know, and now we've seen Raccoon City. You're just looking at it, you're like going, like, why have we got this ultra like sci-fi kind of? It has nothing to do just because it's a a futuristic virus. Doesn't there's no other futuristic elements really that much in the game no. outside of it. There's not a, there's not even like majorly high tech labs or anything like that. It's kind of just you know. And it, yeah, I mean, there's labs in it, and there is there's a, there is the the scene in Resident Evil Four, uh, which kind of pokes fun at this bit with the lasers um but yeah again that's like you know two years later and up until this point yeah the lab i mean the labs in resident evil one would and two were just like kind of dingy underground labs they didn't really have high-tech yeah. security it was just you know key cards and that sort of stuff so yeah it feels a bit out of place and it feels it feels more sci-fi than it does horror and yeah. it feels like it kills a large member, you know, a large parts of the of the cast. Very quickly in that Very one quickly. scene. We Bef use a yeah. lot of those in one scene. And then we're following the rest of the cast. And this is the thing, like, the rest of the cast, if there are other ones, then I've forgotten them because I literally, like, feel like they just start getting, there's a big gap and then there's just, they're just getting off. But this is the thing, like, in this film, I don't remember... I barely remember learning anything about these characters at all to no. to give two shits the about only... any of it. Like the, there's a scene with the like, um, and I'm blanking on his name. There's like he's like the the army guy. I think he's kind of like Mexican heritage kind of thing. Is, is it JD? Because there's Rain Michelle Rodriguez who yeah, not not, not Michelle Rodriguez. I, I remember Michelle because I remember her being always saying that oh she's fairly badass in this film. She's all right. Again, I've overestimated that in my mind as well because I thought she did more than she actually does in this film. I, she, I remembered her being quite a badass character. I always thought she was kind of badass. She's she's pretty cool. I just can't... Um, I didn't quite see it like the way I expected to. Yeah. Um, I was trying to have a quick look to scan who it was, but I can't actually there is, see. There's J, JD. Is it her mate? Yeah, I think it must be her mate. The yeah, one that like, like almost sacrificed oh, no, himself him. go. I can't remember. He kind of gets up on the thing, but then he comes back later and he is on the train at the end. Is I that JD? No, that's not JD. No. That's, um, I can't remember his name. That's it, It's like, uh, what's his name? Fucking uh, Chad Kaplan, I think his name is, maybe. 
Kaplan, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Kaplan. Yeah, he's the one who kind of sacrifices himself. Um, but then actually kind of comes back kind of later. Yeah. But it was just kind of, I think, like, they were all, like, you had a scene, like, with that when he's, like, like, you know, one of the scenes that I actually really remember when they're crawling over the top of the pipes and the zombies are all hoarding underneath yeah. kind of thing, you know, kind of, like, at the time, it was kind of, oh, kind of a cool to have, like, a big horde of zombies. This is, to be fair, when zombies were not as in fashion as they became. No, I mean... This is before 28 Days Later when a big resurgence really yeah. happened with the yeah. zombies. And this was kind of like an early kind of one, but, you know, but these aren't really like what I'd call... It doesn't feel like full-on zombies. They don't feel that terrifying as zombies. No. They just feel like a horde of people. It doesn't feel like they're ever a major threat. Like, when they get near them, like, a, a good film zombies would have literally torn some of these people apart, but they kind of easily go, oh, no, I'm yeah. just going to push it. I'm free. And, <laughs> and that's the thing, is in the... In Resident Evil One, I mean, when you when you go down into the nest, the the outbreak happened and then it slowly spread. You know that's why people look like they're kind of rotten and they're, they're they've eaten each other and they've taken yeah. chunks out of each other. Whereas in this, they just seem like I think I'm trying to find the comment on the uh, Twitter at CMTH Podcast, but scaring Sam uh, Podcast who released episodes on a Thursday said that like when they most recently watched it they just kind of felt like the extras were just like <laughs> like people around. with like makeup on bumbling around yeah 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 that, that that is there's no real direction to them here they are just kind of there you've got even like back to that like kaplan scene when he's like up on he crawls up onto yeah. the pipe kind of thing because he's the one that doesn't quite make it so alice just gets across and then kaplan's kind of and realizes he's kind of stuck so he goes over to the pipe at the side um, and you've got like this one character, extra character, kind of crawling up, but it's like nothing really happened. You take forever to crawl up this pipe, and he's just like, uh, like, uh, like he's literally is like some bad actor, just like uh, trying to crawl himself up. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, what do I do next? I'm still just moving. Am I meant to catch him or not? Am I meant to yeah. go? I'm like, what, what am I doing? But then you've got like that. That's what I mean. Like you've got this scene with Alison, and she like she like lets a tear roll down her face because Captain's like. So, Sacrificing himself, and it's like I was like, where did the where was the character moment for this? Why the fuck does she give to? She barely remembers her life. Why does she suddenly care about this group of stealth guys that have come into the yeah. like? Really, do you attachments that easily? Like, uh, yeah. I was just like, where's this? Like, who's this for? What? Who's this yeah. shot and scene for that Alice is suddenly like a sad, relatable character? Or so when it's like at this point, she's kind of just a as blank slate as she is in her mind. Yeah, and that's <laughs> when um the. When we see the first zombie, you know, the woman in the lab coat, which is fucking hilarious. Um, welcome to Racking City. We get a, fa a very faithful reproduction of the iconic first zombie in Resident Evil. Yeah. The thing that gave me nightmares. Beautifully shot. Looks great. Um, in this film, do you know what it reminded me of? I watched it and it reminded me of Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. When, they, when, when he's like, when he says, Shaun... There's a girl in the back garden. Oh, <laughs> they're yeah, like, oh, yeah. you fucking get off me, you pissed up nutter. <laughs> it seemed like that because it's just a girl, it's just a woman yeah. in a lab coat. You That's know? what I mean. Or there's just... no viscera, there's no gore or anything. Yeah, the comedy side of it is very much here, kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then, um, and that's the problem. Is like, it's is yeah, it is that kind of like it's almost what Shaun of the Dead was taking the piss out of in a way. Yeah, like that kind of. Dawn of the Dead, because obviously Shaun of the Dead was like 2004. Yeah. Which I, I always remember that because it's the same year that Dawn of the Dead got thing. And I remember, yeah, hearing, it it. I remember hearing people on like 
Uh, I remember hearing people on like talk shows were saying like, and we've got the cast of uh, Shaun of the Dead on, but I knew that Dawn of the Dead was coming out. Yeah. I had no fucking clue what. Oh, Shaun man. of the Dead became like a huge thing, but no one really knew what it was until it like, word of mouth made it yeah. like, this is fucking really good. Um, so I remember hearing it, I mean, like, they've got, I was like, I think I remember saying to my mum, like, they got that wrong. Like the stupid presenter got it wrong. It's Dawn of the Dead. Why the fuck are they calling yeah. it? I didn't know what the fuck it was. But the, like those two films with yeah. twenty, they, those are kind of the main films that made the zombie like rise again. again. Yeah. But um, and yeah, it's and, that shit shit and, level of like they just don't get it. They just look at the zombies in like say Romero's, which you know some of them are great and some of them were just like huge extra and extras. Yeah. But this is got it's like you looked an extra in the background and went. That's a zombie. <laughs> yeah, but this is a budget of thirty-three million. You know. Yeah. Even Welcome to Raccoon City had less of a budget, and the zombies look better. Whereas yeah. I mostly look better. Whereas in this one, you could tell. I, I mean, apart from the zombie, uh, which has got like half its head missing. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Apart from that, all of the zombies. Just look like the only people, the know? only things in this film that I would say were better done than Raccoon City is the dogs are better yeah, in this film. I'd agree on that. The, the the I know because it's real dogs with like costume, which I guess some people might disagree with that with the dogs and stuff, which which is fair enough. But the CGI kind of dog in Raccoon City was one thing where it was like when you got close up to it, it really didn't look very good. No, I agree with you on that. Um, and I'd also say for a fair point, even though they turn it into a bigger monster. I'd say the liquor's more interesting here than it was in. Yeah, Raccoon I'd City. agree with you on that. And it's uh, the liquor as a the main big bad monster, even though it gets basically a very similar. The, this is a major comparison: is the liquor and the mon- and the uh, Doctor Meskers as I can't remember what the actual uh, monster's called. Birkin, yeah, the uh, Birkin, not West. I keep yeah, I always mix those two up. It's okay. Um, it's okay. That is a very similar scene at the end of this film. Yeah, which we can come back to that like later yeah. if you want it. But it's a uh, that's a comparison that's definitely there where they, we've both got two set on the trains with two big monsters, two which are both over fairly fast. Except I would say this Resident Evil's one is done better than Welcome to Raccoon City's. Yeah. It's weird that there is this very similar scene in it because yeah. it's not a scene out of the game. Yeah, is it? Is yeah. It, they is the train scene out of the game. Yeah, it? okay. So they there you go. They have taken one similar scene, changed yeah. the monster out, but. It's it's just very similar the the, the pacing the way it happens the yeah. the shots, um, but I'd say that this one's slightly more interesting uh, than the one in Raccoon City, which just felt like an as we said like a rushed and it was very rushed, not yeah. well done ending. Yeah, um, um, but go just jump before, back. Yeah, before we get there, monkey, just kind of go go back to what I was saying about the first zombie that we see. Um, it just looks like. It looks she. It just looks really poor for a film that thirty three million is a good budget. You know, it's yeah. a decent budget for a film like this. Um, to get some good either to get some, CGI or prosthetics, yeah, some good prosthetics in there. You know, what I mean? yeah, um, and, it, and it just doesn't make sense because the whole you know even if if we're if we're using Romero as an example, he, you know, once he got to say, speci- I'd say more specifically, Dawn of the Dead. You know, yeah. Once he got to that, and once he even got to Day of the Dead, we started to see some zombies that did look like they were decaying and did yeah. look like they'd been rotting. And and even stuff like, you know, like falsy zombies and stuff like that have That's something some, to yeah. them. 
Whereas this is, it's just. Well, this is like this is what I mean. I mean, this is what adds to that kind of like that blandness that I talked about. Is like it's literally as if it was trying not to possibly, like it's it's made for teenagers and it was trying its hardest not to make sure that it wouldn't possibly be in any way like scary or gory. It was yeah. trying its hardest for these just to be like fodder creatures, like yeah. just to be like taken out or hit or punched. But nothing more to them because there is no real graphic like nature to them. They there is like it's just so bizarre that you'd like keep them so like, but basic kind yeah. of thing like basic human like. Um, um, it, it's really is is really like a strange choice, and it, it kind of even further shows how little they actually were trying to make a zombie film. Yeah, compared to an action film with sci-fi elements. Yeah, it it feels like they instead of going. We're making a fifteen. How far can we push it? Yeah, it was almost like okay, we're making a twelve. Oh, we've ended up with a just. We've just got a fifteen. All right, let's keep it like that. Well, because I, I would literally be literally that this could almost verge on a twelve A to me. Yeah, <laughs> like definitely. this is like I, the, because there is no like. There's a scene when well, uh, was it is it JD the one that I'm going to get surrounded by them? Um, yeah, I'm going to get to that because yeah. the first zombie that we see bites Rain. Um, and then it gets shot in the legs, no blood, by JD. And then it gets fucking pelted with bullets by Rain. Yeah. It goes flying back like it's in a fucking, like, <laughs> some weird film, which just felt so out of place. And there was there was no blood or anything. And then, obviously, um, all the zombies come. And the one the one bit I did like about that scene was that, we do get the scene where the with the elevator because you yeah. know it's been it's been what a while since the since the start so you kind of forget a little bit about the zombies being in the elevator and then when all of the zombies pull JD in yeah it's it's a cool scene but yeah again I remembered his death being very similar to um, Darren whatever his name is deaths in um, Shaun of the Dead you know when he gets pulled out and gets that's how I remember it instead it's yeah again it's still very bloodless and he just gets like taken down yeah and just kind of gets surrounded more than kind of you don't really like unless I'm misremembering I don't remember seeing it a lot after that no he just gets pulled down and then even when we see him later when he's being reanimated he doesn't have any bite marks on him yeah (laughs) Which again, th- th- to be fair, this link does actually also go over to the new one as well, which is what was one of my slight problems yeah. with it was that I felt like the new one could have also been far more gory. Oh yeah, with like, we, we had a similar, we had no Richard yeah, Aiken stuff. Yeah, we had a whole similar. He was like around, surrounded like that, and and again, the film is the the new the Welcome to Raccoon City. To be fair, is more body horror gruesome at times. Yeah, um, and more the way that the, that they've changed and stuff. So that is. But it is again a fairly bloodless film. Like, yeah, you know, people get their head taken off, but it's all very much off screen and things like that. You know, you don't really see like the blood and the gore very much not, in it. Not as not as much. I'm, you know, I would have liked to have seen it a little bit more. For I'm not yeah. saying that Resident Evil itself as a game is that gory, but I think if you're translating it to screen, then it's almost like if we're gonna go for it, let's go for it. You know what yeah, I mean? that's it. And um, it was very, you know, Resident Evil was very, it's very much. You could even, you know, even when it was pixelated, you could you could see that the zombies were covered in blood, and yeah. you know, I I go back to the as I mentioned last week, I go back to the cutout of the RPD zombie 
you know you could see his bone from where he'd yeah. been eaten away you know you a, a lot of the zombies you could see discolored skin from where they'd been bleeding from bite marks that sort of stuff you know when people when you were getting bitten there would be blood gushing from you and yeah you could so blow it was more you know, it was go- a lot more gory than anything we've had in either adaptation yeah really, isn't it and i don't know this you know this for me this bit was like oh yeah you know i like and that's what i mean this is it's just a film made up of some cool shots like jd getting dragged into the elevator and then them in the um the dog scene could have been cool but what what should have happened this is for me if i could go back (laughs) i wouldn't have put alice in the film i would have got her i would have got rid of her and i would have just kept the swat team and then when you know when they went into the scene with the dogs I would have just had somebody die then because that's a really cool. Yeah, the dogs. Bit. The dog, like the dog bit, is the one of the few effective parts. Not, but not the part when Alice starts like kicking and shooting. It wasn't that part. No. It's cool. It's the fact that dogs chasing was one of the few bits. Were like, oh, these actually look scary. These actually look quite well, like a good adaptation of the the game. And they were used. Why quite isn't well. someone being torn apart by yeah. these dogs? In the second one, they were used quite well. We see somebody get killed by one of the dogs. Yeah. One of the. Um, one of the uh, USMC guys gets killed by one of the dogs. We, it's off screen, but the implication of it's quite cool. And that's my problem is like, we then get this random scene where Alice is with the dogs and she she like breaks the neck of the guy who was looking after the dogs, who was obviously dead. Um, yeah. And then a dog runs at her and she slow motion runs along a wall and boots in the head, <laughs> yeah. which yet again, 12 year old, 10 year old me was like, oh, so cool. 30 year old me is like, what? Why? <laughs> yeah. why, are we yeah. like, why? And it's, and then she, and then it's just like a bunch of other dogs come out. You're thinking, oh, like, you're fucked. Yeah. And then it's just, we just see like bang, 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 bang. You know, yeah, it's run just... out of bullets and then she like throws or hits the dog. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, that. It's like, yeah. And it kind of, it ruins the, you know, it ruins the moments for me. Like there's, there, I always remember watching this bit with, um, in when you know, when I used to be into wrestling a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, and there was a bit where, you know, Randy Orton would always do his RKO out of nowhere. It was really cool. <laughs> there was one random episode of Raw I was watching and he, and um, Randy Orton was against Cody Rhodes, both amazing wrestlers. And, Randy or uh, Cody Rhodes just randomly jumped off the uh off the ring, you know, the middle ring, you know, the middle um fuck what's it called? They whip him into. What on the you know, the the ring belt, whatever it is. The turn Oh what? yeah. Uh, the ropes. I literally think of ropes. I thought, ring that's belt. too obvious. <laughs> ring belt. Whatever you're trying to like say is obviously not ropes because that would be a very obvious word. <laughs> the ring belt. The ring belt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He jumps off the ropes, and then instead of going into move, he just holds his head forward to get RKO'd. And it's it's that ring kind, bell. <laughs> yeah, the ring bell. It's that kind of thing, like when you, it's like you see how something's done, and you're like, that's that made no sense for them to do that. You yeah. Know? Why? Like, why are we spending our time doing it? Um... And why is? And then when we get into the tunnel scene, which could be a cool scene why is alice 
martial arts fighting these people in the matrix in john Woo films it kind of it always made sense because they were they were kind of these hard-boiled detective films mixed with martial arts films you know it's, yeah. it's kind of like you you take you take it on form when everybody in like a bond film all of the henchmen know martial arts you're not yeah. like oh why do they all know that you it's something that you just accept yeah you know they're just and, like they're and, just trained killers there and the train killers and then in the matrix it they know it because they just download it to they their download their information yeah whereas in this alice is just judo throwing zombies well, she's just and, and in the first one it's kind of just more like kind of said or implied that she's just one of the like the guys that are in there to do it she's just like another kind of agent yeah but none of the other like, guys why the do fuck it does she, yeah none of the rest of them can do stuff like that and i know that uh who like the people who love these films you know the people who you know st- you know still are in 15 year old mode um, <laughs> <laughs> what if there's anything wrong against there's nothing wrong enjoying. with liking them it's enjoyable that um, I'm sure lots of people are like, yeah, but it's like it's a, it's told later on that she's like this super, but yeah, yeah. Why though? <laughs> but yeah, why is she a clone, super soldier, super? Why is our main character in a Resident Evil film when we've got more than enough interesting stuff? Why do we need them to be this super soldier or this superwoman? Yeah. Um, like just to kind of talk about like the the rest. Now I have not, I don't believe I've seen all of them. Um, I'm pretty sure I know I've seen the second one and again I mean part of me kind of now wants to go and rewatch it only because I'm wondering could it be any better than this <laughs> like because I also know it's got Nemesis in it I'm like yeah. could it be could it be any better than this like a little bit better than this because this was not nearly as good and I remember seeing Extinction the third one in the cinema and fairly enjoying the kind of desert kind of setting and stuff like that. And then I remember, I think after that, that's when I zoned out. I think I might have seen the fourth one, but I don't remember it because that's when it went full on like sci-fi spandex suits. Yeah. Jumping off of towers while shooting robots that also have zombies that have whatever the fuck. I don't mm-hmm. know. Dogs riding. <laughs> dogs riding horses. Yeah. All sorts. That's what I mean. Like I, all I remember. And then it had like, I know it had poor imitations of the actual characters yeah. from the game where they were basically just lookalikes with names. And that was it. That was all their, their surface level character was to them. Apart from that, they were basically like, they might as well have been CGI because that's how wooden and poor they were. Yeah. Um, but as I said, I haven't seen part of me again, once they just kind of go through before, well, actually, before I watched this one, part of me wanted to go through and just do the whole franchise, just so I know I could like close the book on that and say what well, like what it was. And this one has kind of now turned me off the idea of doing that because I, I wouldn't sit through this film again. No, I remember. I, I remember preferring the second one. I feel like more. the tone of the second one with I know there's more characters to do. It's more kind of city based. It's, it's more, more. It's got Nemesis. One. It's got more action. Yeah. I remember Nemesis being fairly. That's one character that looked fairly good in live action. I know. I remember he only is in it for a short amount of time. I yeah. Um, and I know he's also a. He is the mutation of the. Oh, I can't Matt. remember his name. Brad. I thought it was Matt. <laughs> it might be Matt. It could be or Brad. Dan. I don't know. <laughs> Matt. Guy. Yeah, it's Matthew Matt Addison. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's... it's a bloke out of Ugly Bay. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> that's literally it. Um, that's yeah, my problem. That's what I mean. They give So they give Nemesis some kind of backstory because there's that 
there's that very tacked on take him to the nemesis program yeah. or whatever like as if yeah okay. and the problem is the the end of this film sets up a really cool sequel when she wakes up in the she wakes up in the laboratory and she goes out and then all the streets are full of cars and then we have the you know the newspaper saying the dead the dead walk and then she gets the shotgun and it sets up a really cool film it's just such a shame that my it, biggest problem with why the... wasn't that that ending scene would have been so much better if that was the beginning yeah and she fine she has amnesia or whatever the fuck fine she doesn't know what's going on but in the middle of a city trying to survive while that's yeah. happening i mean basically they would have been ahead of time and they would have basically did a kind of 28 days later not as well done but no. it would have been like uh i've got amnesia i don't remember i'm in the middle of a big city and here a fucking zombie like creatures yeah. um that would have been more interesting than this underground sci-fi lab, whatever. <laughs> yeah, my main my main thing is it 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 just it blatantly rips off better films. Yeah, and it's it commits the the ultimate sin of a film for me, and that's a film being boring. Like I can take I can take a bad film. Yeah, I can I I. I will sit through a two-hour film, which is fucking awful, because it might be funny. It might, it might you know, have good elements. It might to have it. good elements to yeah, it. Yeah, we've talked several times about watching terror. Like Trolls Two is an absolute atrocious film. Yes, yeah, it's, but a it's fucking film. hilarious. Yeah. It's great, but <laughs> yeah, but then you have the the ultimate sin that a film can commit is just being boring around the yeah. table. You know, I think, but yeah, it is. But it's just like this. It's it's boring dialogue. It's boring bland action. It's boring horror. It's boring characters and actors who look like they're bored doing the film. Yeah, <laughs> like it's all of those things across the board. It's just like boring. Like it's dull and bland. There's nothing where they've kind of made it out specifically like look exciting. And as I and you know, um, to be fair, I I had a little bit of a problem with Welcome to Raccoon City for yeah. a similar thing where I felt like, sadly, it's a case of yes, you're adapting a game, but you're adapting a game from the '90s. Therefore, you've adapted the zombies like the '90s, and zombies have come a quite a long way since then and been more interesting and detailed. Yeah. And the zombies in there were not that interesting. A few like great scenes, like we yeah. said, aside, for the most part, I found. That Oh, that's my Netflix. <laughs> For the most part, I found that, yeah, the, the, even in Welcome to Raccoon City, at times, not all of them, there were some great scenes, um, but the general hordes of zombies I found to be still quite lacking and not overly scary. I found the suspense of the film more scary or the occasional singular zombie, like the woman in the window, the glass yeah. and stuff like that, or like that, as you said, the perfect recreation scene. That one like, was great. But when we got them in big hordes and things like that, it felt like all of that mystique of them was gone. Yeah. And they didn't use it very well. That's that it. was I the bit when it got that. a bit bland. Um, so it's not that certain scenes weren't good, but again, so that's the same here where we've kind of, but it's this is, this is worse <laughs> yeah. because it's kind of like there are no standouts for the zombie really for the most part yeah um and then that's a good time to we've we've said the dogs are better i think <laughs> it's a good time to go let's let's jump at, we get the twist of james per uh, yeah. character uh whatever his name is that spencer? spencer spencer is um was the baddie all along you get the whole scene of him like we did see him at the beginning when he pushed past someone but we just didn't realize it was him and yeah he's the one that threw the violin that very kind of 
very techno, <laughs> almost 90s slow-mo, like J, uh, Michael Bay kind of, yeah. boom, the virus is released. Um, this whole kind of, oh, it was me all along kind of thing, which again means fuck all to us because yeah. we don't know fuck yeah, all no, about the relationship. We see him banging Alice at one point, and, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's doing all this stuff. He seems like an asshole character. He, you know, he's the guy, like, if you know the actor, I'm pretty sure anyone would have guessed it because I'm pretty sure he's played several roles like this, the same kind of asshole character. Yeah. I know. Um, he's also done a lot better things than this, but, um, you know, we get that whole twist and then he runs off and we get the whole, we also, we get the computer system, which kind of feels like it's meant to be like Birkin's daughter or something like that. Like some kind of weird twisted version the of like Queen, yeah. the Red Queen, but it's also a little girl that's in the thing. And I think the little girl at one point says that she was based on her creators or something. As Someone's if it's like daughter, Birkin's yeah. daughter is this in well, this form. It's supposed to be. Or whoever the fuck it's meant to be. But yeah. yeah, that's just an extra element added in. And she says, I've been bad. And that's when the liquor's kind of implied it's been released and kind of yeah. like, he runs off. This is one of the few kind of more gory scenes we actually get is when the liquor kind of comes down and attacks Spencer. But even then it's kind but of... But on the camera, you get like more of a blood because he is kind of covered where his, the back of it's kind of been ripped out kind yeah. of thing. It's one of the few that looks a bit more gory anyway. But again, we get it from a distance where we just see him screaming on the camera. So he doesn't really get much to it. It's like he's there, then you see the tongue, and then we just see a, like a screaming in the distance kind of yeah. thing. So it could have been quite a cool death scene, but again, like just kind of just kind of like actually in Welcome to Raccoon City where we had the lifted him up and then like head, it would have been cool to see him a bit more. A or bit something. more, yeah. Like it's kind of that same kind of thing. Um and we've got all the characters kind of, and they kind of, they're trying to get the, the, the is it the, uh, not the, the antivirus, an, antidote. the cure, antidote is what I was looking the for, antidote. I was going to say antivirus, and I was like, not antivirus, it's antidote, I can't believe I said ring belt, ring belt. instead of ropes, <laughs> you could tell my brain is just fucked at the moment, um, so yeah, we get that whole thing, and then they, so they're trying to escape and they board the, the train as their only way out. And this is, again, where we get this comparison. This is one major comparison where we had Birkin arriving and coming after the train. And then we've got the liquor who we see kind of jump onto the train. Yeah. And we get this whole, like, it arrives and we've got several characters in one part of the carriage and another person driving. Again, very similar. Like, yeah. we had, we had um, Jill Valentine was the one driving it. This well, one we have, whoever the fuck this character Kaplan. is. Ka Kaplan's the one driving it. He's come back. He's all right. Um, Michelle Rodriguez's character is turning into a zombie, basically, yeah. slowly, bit by bit. But the, the difference I'll say here is, although, yes, dated CGI, which I wouldn't say is a million miles, though, like the CGI wasn't perfect on like the liquor. They're much smaller in Welcome to Raccoon City than here. Yeah. Here it's more been made into like the big, bad monster. And it's more, more dog-like, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of more... Like a little dog, <laughs> and it's kind of built, you know. And it's... Um, but that was one thing in Raccoon City we said, both with the liquor and with Birkin's final form, yeah. were two things that felt really disappointing. Like, yeah, it was, definitely. there was no build up to it. So, I can't say there was a really a build up here, but I found this at least slightly more. Maybe it's just because the film in general hadn't given as much. Yeah, maybe this yeah. scene felt a little bit more interesting than me than I felt the Raccoon. I felt the Birkin bit really was a low point in the Raccoon City to me. Well, I'm like, guessing... I it mean, didn't look visually good either. Like, no. He didn't look good. I'm but... guessing it's because, I mean, for me, um, the like 
apart from we don't get any build up to the liquor in Welcome to Racking City until they get into the orphanage. We see the lights moving. Which, yeah, the lights. That's really cool. The lights is a cool scene, but yeah, again, we don't have any context for the liquor. The idea in the you know in uh, Resident Evil Two is that the liquor is like living tissue that's been injected with the T virus. So it's something that's been made in the labs, and yeah. it's just you know it's escaped, and it. I think it it does feed on t-virus so that's why it will attack zombies and eat them um and obviously attack people but we don't get any build-up for no. it it and, would have been awesome yeah seeing it killing some it would have been awesome. and stuff like that like and then and then with birkin we get him in the first act and then we don't see him so yeah. we don't really it, it feels like we don't get to develop him as a villain and unless you really kind of love the games like me you don't really understand his motivations or anything like that. So that was disappointing in Welcome to Raccoon City. Whereas I think in this, we kind of, you know, when we get, when they first go through the labs, they look into the, you know, into the cage or the box or whatever it is, and we see the brain and stuff like that. So yeah. we have a lit, and we see it escape, and we have a little bit of it. We get a few kind of, little scenes of it kind of like, going around different yeah. places i think so whilst we don't kind of you know we don't get a whole lot about it it is it's very much the main villain it's because it again that we've got used to in this film if you're watching it you've got used to the idea that you're getting very shallow versions of everything yeah. so the fact that we get this kind of character popping up is more just like oh here's a here's like a big boss kind of thing like yeah. here's a thing expected it's one thing they've actually taken from the game as well it's one of yeah. the few things that's actually from the game, even if in a bigger form, and Alick is not really a main baddie, like no. bad villain in the game itself. But here it is. It's like okay, fine, yeah, um, and yeah. So we get that whole train train scene where it like it comes down. But again, it's just the way they're fighting it and stuff. It just feels a little bit more like an actual attack. Like Matt gets scratched and things like that. Yeah, he gets attacked by it, which is again, which is implied in the sequel i believe that that's part of what happens with the mutation of nemesis as yeah. it begins from that kind of thing um but yeah you've got michelle rodriguez's character changing so you've got that extra kind of element in the room and they're using things like the the, the metal poles and stuff to kind of push it yeah and they're kind of working together to come up with a plan to get it instead of that really random lisa trevor just sparks it oh in the with the liquor and that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah i mean like i mean the birkin oh yeah anyway, the, birkin, the birkin where we just get the really random where um uh, what's his name comes in with a rocket launcher uh, Leon Leon comes in with a rocket launcher it's just like yeah. okay what why okay yeah. that's fine but then it, it just it's the fact that then that's it in the, in the welcome this one you get a bit of a I kind of prefer that they manage to like blast it and get it down into the they open the chute of the yeah. floor it's like they've got a plan Whereas in Welcome to Us, it seems like they had no plan and yeah. just so happens he's got a rocket launcher that's the most that's almost like I'd almost expect really we should have the films almost flip the logic and then we'd have a good scene yeah. because we'd have the characters we've just followed in Raccoon City working together properly to solve this problem. Like yeah. in the game, like they have to find a way to stop it. Like open yeah. a trap on the door seems like a game logic. Yeah. Whereas in this film, Alice running up and I don't know, karate kicking it and then pulling out a rocket launcher out of nowhere, that would per that would perfectly match the logic <laughs> yeah. of this Resident Evil film. <laughs> So it's like we've twisted. I don't know where the guy for Welcome to Raccoon City thought that the random part was a good idea because it could have been a really cool kind of boss fight, like 
we're inside a room. How can we work together to dodge, move, and get yeah. past it? But it doesn't give us any of that in Raccoon City. And at least in this one, it has the whole, right, open the door, the floor, pulls it down. You even got the tongue yeah. kind of like stuck and stuff like that where they've kind of trapped it and it gets like ripped apart. And, and then Rain becomes a zombie. And yeah, and you've got the attack yeah. and you've got to stop him. There's just a lot more tension in this scene than there is in the Raccoon Cities. It is one, it is one scene. This and the dogs are the only ones I can think of that are better than what yeah. we get in Raccoon City. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, Other than that. Those are like, the, the dog scene I wouldn't necessarily take out. I just wish we had a better dog in Raccoon City. A real then dog. it would have been, yeah. Then it would have been quite good because the scene was quite good. The scene was good, like you said, it, when it was kind Suspenseful of... Suspenseful and yeah. stuff like that. Minus the whole... I, you know, I said last time my problem with the the magical survive the, the magical yeah. savior coming out of nowhere several times across yeah. the film. Um, but you know, apart from that, it would have been quite a cool kind of scene to have an actual know, do- dog with an actual dog. And then and same again, it would have been quite cool that we didn't have this just rush at the end with the whole. Yeah. And then again, one other thing actually is I'd say because of that, this Resident Evil actually ends on a better note where I'm really excited to see a next one. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. It, where, like I said, it sets it up. It sets it up really cool. Whereas I think the Raccoon City, this one really loses steam right at the end there, especially. Yeah. Like it's lost some steam in the third act anyway. Yeah. But in the end here, like when they're just walking out and we know Raccoon City is destroyed, it just feels like a waste in the in the welcome to raccoon city the new one yeah it just feels like a bit of a waste it's kind of like i kind of actually would have preferred like because you've got jill valentine there as well as we mentioned it feels like the whole like nemesis and stuff like that that you could have had in the city and stuff because that takes place alongside it yeah like mentioned last time and now it's like well you had jill valentine here the whole time so we can't do that separate exactly. story you've wasted that now so where are you going to go with it like what exactly. they're ha- going to have to go off to another random location and therefore it's like you spent so long building up Raccoon City. Why did you destroy it? What was the yeah. logic there? I... Especially the first film. If yeah. you'd have, you know, and that's why, like I said last time, I think when when I heard about um, the that they were merging the fir- the two films into one, I kind of said to myself, "Well, actually, that makes sense because I don't think you'd be able to flesh out the first film into it." And then, honestly, after reading the Romero script, yeah, you know, it would have made more sense to have one as a film and then two and three. You could put into one because we've already established Jill Valentine yeah. in the first film. We could have, and then we could have had Chris Redfield be there because, you know, I mean, yeah. in, in the other, in the actual games, he goes away, but you could have had him there and then you could have just played it out and then you would, you'd be able to introduce Nemesis, you'd be able to, potentially introduce Birkin, you know, you've got more to play with. Yeah. Um, you've almost, we have literally, with these two Resident Evil adaptations, we've almost got the opposite problems. Where one has done so little of the source material yeah. that it is literally almost like, well, this isn't really even Resident Evil. No, it's got you'd, ideas. If you'd have changed the name of the T-Virus yeah, and you'd have changed it to... Uh, something else. I'm not going to try <laughs> make right, it. Right. Change it to Ring Bell. <laughs> yeah, change it to Ring Bell. And then I would have watched this film and been like, it's still a boring film, but... It would have been but just some um, yeah. 2000 sci-fi zombie film. Zombie film. There you go. Yeah. It, it, what it really reminded me of is when they tried to do the Doom adaptation, you know? Oh, yeah. That, that, that there's... That. You see, I was thinking before when was I was saying... I'm pretty sure what? again... I'm pretty sure that's... I'm, I'm not 100%. It might not be, but again, that feels very much like a Sony adaptation of a yeah. game. Where it's literally, yeah, 
Apart from again, that I remember that Duva and that one I remember being more obviously bad. Um, except for one awesome scene when they do the whole gun moving through and shooting yeah. the monsters, but that had the same problem of not respecting the source material. Exactly. Doom, I remember, has so many different cool kind of creatures, and in that film, they all made them look exactly the same. Yeah. These weird things. It's like, why the fuck are we doing this? Like, what a waste of a film yeah. this is. And then um, going back to what you were saying, because I cut you off. The, <laughs> so yeah, let's yeah. jump to the opposite side where. Welcome to Raccoon City has the opposite problem of barely using the source material. If anything, it overstuffs yeah. the source material. It, we can tell it's someone who loves the games, but yeah. sadly it's like someone who loves the games and wants every single moment to be in that first film. Yeah. And it's kind of like, if you just held back a bit, cut out a couple of these characters, a couple of these bits, save them for a sequel, save Raccoon City, so that in the sequel we could have had like, that's the build-up, this is like, and you could have done a low, like this, it was a fairly lowish budget, but you could have done a low budget first one, therefore giving you more chance at a sequel. Yeah. Uh, because you could have done just more the setup of Raccoon City and how people are changing and how yeah. Leon and Claire are kind of dealing with the, and not having to shove in the other characters so quickly. And, and the first Resident Evil has plenty of iconic stuff that we could see done. Because, I mean, if we, we, you know, we have, I mean, we have loads of, iconic stuff in there that they could have done it would have been cool to see um so the, the set pieces are all there you know but like you said it's just over stuffy it's like gail the snail you know <laughs> it's just mashing it mashing. <laughs> you know that eventually yeah it's it it's too much i mean i if i had i would i would watch resident evil welcome to Raccoon city again i could kind of see it becoming for me one a potential rainy day film you know like for me I, I a film say- i'd stick on yeah, I, I could definitely yeah. watch it again. Um, I did. Yeah, I, I would give it a, a, like definitely another go and stuff like that. I do think there was there was enough good in there, um, but we still sadly have not got that perfect Resident yeah, Evil. I would yet. say that like Raccoon City, like this is a I don't know two star film, yeah, maybe less, <laughs> yeah. one and a half. Um, Raccoon City is probably very much free start for me it's like right in the middle of I, like... I bumped it to three and a half because <laughs> i love the games you just know? and it had but some scenes that you absolutely that adore, was, but as an yeah. overall film an i overall just felt film, like yeah. it is like a one that i would like say like yeah give it a go but i wouldn't be like oh no. you're gonna love this no, you're gonna love it, no. like some people definitely won't um it's very much that and I, I you know hopefully i mean if if we do get a sequel to raccoon city then hopefully they learn from what they've seen yeah. in this um because it could be quite cool, you know, with the style they've made. I especially think, say, a Nemesis kind of adaptation would definitely give us a kind of cool film. And I think if they keep yeah. that suspense and make him a, a proper looming threat that constantly keeps coming, yeah, then they could really do well with that. Um, and what I did like about what I did like about Welcome to Raccoon City is that it did st- it did start to explore that body horror element of Resident Evil. Yeah, and I think. If, if especially if you were to do a film with Nemesis in, that motherfucker has some nasty ass transformations, you yeah. know, and you have the opportunity to do some, you know, horrendously horrible things. I mean, there's that. still lots of other characters that weren't deemed in that, even in those first two games or yeah. first three games that haven't been mined yet. So there's yeah. loads of other characters, not just Nemesis, but other disgusting oh, characters. There was this so. Like I am a massive fucking nerd for Resident Evil, and I went through a period of looking through. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but I'll try and remember for a future episode. Um, and he does a lot about um, 
the cancelled Resident Evils. So like what yeah. the original concepts was, but he also does about the cancelled creatures in them. And it was either Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 3, but there was a really fucking grotesque character, which was a man that had been spliced with a spider. So it kind of had the had the the legs of a man, but the upper body was more like tarantula. <laughs> and it had a human had like a so instead where the arms were, it had like more arms and arms coming out of its back. Yeah. Had a human head. <laughs> But we're, and there's all this scope to do the, this stuff and make these really grotesque, amazing body horror stuff. Stuff yeah. that you genuinely, if you pulled it off well, you did some amazing practical effects. You could rival the thing, you know, because that, there's just that, so that, much that, That's why there. I wanted it to be more graphic than it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like they need to lean into it more and be Definitely. like, you know, even if it means it needs to come back, but be lower budget, but lesser scenes, less of the action and more of just body horror film, yeah. then you could have some amazing. And we even mentioned, like, I would, I think, and I think fans in general would have enjoyed this film more, literally, even if we were fucking following characters for like 15 minutes through different rooms, yeah. it would have been with different body horror things popping up and stuff. That would have been cool in a way to kind of really adapt it in that really true nature of like, we don't need to show all of that. No, we don't need it all because we could just just follow them in yeah. certain scenes. Not all of it, no, but certain scenes just have a couple of long expended one like like one style shots. Yeah. You know, one take shots would have been awesome in this film. And that's the bit I, I said about, you know, Welcome to Raccoon City I really did like was the first encounter with the zombie and the kind of following scenes. Um and we I think Resident Evil has the opportunity for that. We've um, got the Netflix one. That is coming yeah. out, which is not a adaptation of the because it's a prequel, I believe, of like a of like Birkin and all that. Like I've heard the, so the, many. Different I think things, I yeah. think it's many. I'm fairly certain they've they've cast someone who's meant to be Birkin or the Wesker, the the the, the, the you know that kind of thing. So I believe it is meant to be, and it's meant to be a kind of different story. Uh, but it'll be interesting because a lot of people say that Resident Evil doesn't work as a film and that a TV series would be far better to adapt the games and the film and stuff to turn it into that and have characters that you follow yeah. in all these different... And some of the series would just be, say, like... Like, uh, is it Resident Evil 4? Is it Leon in Resident Evil yeah, 4? Yeah. So, like, it could just be one of the series is more just one of the characters or Claire and, you know, yeah. Claire and Leon in the first... You know, you could see how it definitely would work well as like uh, following them through the town, like a couple of episodes to kind of flesh out each series yeah. kind of thing. Um, so that's interesting to see that we are getting, and that's fairly soon because I've noticed it's come onto the list yeah. of like coming like coming soon, but it's literally on the one where it's like on Netflix, you follow the thing and that means it's probably January, February from the and look of it. Do you know, if you search it, if you search Resident Evil, you get the search dogs. Box. Yeah, you get the dog. And I, yeah. Because I searched it, and I Again, was like, oh. then the dog on that. If that's what the dog looked like, it, look, it looks better than it looks better than what it did in Raccoon City. I thought it was about the same, to be honest. Yeah, I th but I think that's a purely CGI creation in that video, isn't it? And it's not, yeah. it, but it, it's almost like more of a promo one. So hopefully, if it's looked a little bit better than that in the hopefully. series, um, but it'll be interesting because I think that one is meant to be like before Raccoon City, but also kind of like what life in Raccoon City. You get a different view of it. Um, but we've had a, we've had a few different and we've had like the uh, not anime but the you know the yeah uh, the uh, animation animation ones which were uh, yeah I didn't like them I'll be honest so you know we've had a lot of it this this has been mined a lot but 
no one has got a perfect one yet. No. Right. I guess we've got the games to go back to. Yeah. <laughs> That's the plus side. Uh, but yeah, Resident Evil 2002, very much not a great adaptation to sum it up. And now, and in general, just not a great film. Just, yeah, like I said, not it, a great, not good. <laughs> I mean, if you want us to cover the rest of the, the, the films, and you want us? You don't like us that much, and you want us to yeah, torture ourselves with a with a retrospective. I mean, remember what the uh, if you've listened to our say Final Destination one. Remember, imagine if we had to do that, but with Resident Evil, we did, we were worn out, on, and those were quite good. So, so <laughs> and those yeah. are some quite good films, especially the fifth one. But by the time we did the fifth Final Destination, after doing it like back to back to back, we were pretty much like, oh fuck it. Like I I believe if you watch that episode, we even cut ourselves off. We were like. We ran we ran out of time on a live stream and it's like two hours and we we're like oh shit Fuck. we can't finish it. we what we said we were going to finish and we were like should we go back and finish we we're like no. oh fuck it probably no one's listening at this point anyway <laughs> yeah, like fuck it. so i believe if we were doing all seven or six of us of resident evils we'd be like for fuck's sake yeah what else have we got to say this is blanded like because although i think two and three might get actually get a bit better i'm feeling maybe I know for a fact that after that four fight, and I feel yeah. like we'll get even like that's like dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. So um, yeah, I might rewatch them. I might in another episode just quickly mention and say, yeah, I watched them, and I'll tell you if that's a meh <laughs> or a kind of meh. <laughs> I'm gonna finish watching Heat, but I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll finish watching. Oh yeah, I'll go back and watch Heat. Um, I'm not sure yet. And uh, we're both seeing Spidey this week, so we're both excited for that. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, um, well, I guess that that's that's off. it. That's yeah. Resident Evil. No longer more. than we expected. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we were going to finish about fifty minutes, but I mean, us, in the first twenty-five minutes, there was a lag there where we were starting to struggle to begin with. <laughs> yeah, we built on it a bit more when we bring more comparisons that we said. But yes, that's our honesty here. That's that's as raw. That's as raw. raw. Red <laughs> raw man. Um, and as always, if you've enjoyed the show, then. Uh, hit the subscribe button and leave us a lovely review on whichever listening uh, platform you can. And we will see you next week as we discuss three of our favorite horror games.